You are now tuned in to the AddictedToSuccess.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next-level game-changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on AddictedToSuccess.com. Now, before we get into this interview, I just wanted to share with you a few words from our sponsor, Design Crowd. Now, if you haven't heard of Design Crowd, they are an amazing online marketplace that helps businesses outsource their graphics, logos, and web designs with access to over 500,000 designers around the world. And the cool thing is, within a few hours of submitting your design requirements, you'll receive 50 to 100 plus designs from designers around the world, so you have the best chance to pick that perfect design for you. You know, I personally love this option because I use it in my business ventures and projects because it saves me on a few major things in life, such as time, uh, energy, and also the headache of going back and forth with designers. You know, the great thing about Design Crowd is it's affordable, it's scalable, without you even needing an in-house design team, which I absolutely love, and it's that flexibility of going to it whenever you need. So the good folks at Design Crowd are kind enough to offer you as an exclusive Addicted to Success listener, the VIP Custom Design Upgrade Pack, which will save you over $100 on a deluxe project for any type of custom design, including logos, business cards, websites, flyers, and emails. So head over to designcrowd.com success, and the promo code is success. That's S-U-C-C-E-S-S. Okay, now let's get into this interview. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with the highly inspirational, the highly impacting on one billion lives plus <laughs> billionaire PA. Thank you for joining us, mate. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for the billion dollar introduction and the billion <laughs> people inspire introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, that's crazy, right? When you think of that number, like a billion people or over a billion people, you know, and, um, you know, a lot of people might have uh, taken that in the wrong way. They might have heard a billion and thinking that you're just thinking about a billion dollars. But I know for sure, you know, I've met you a couple of times now and I know that you've got such a big heart and you're all about impact. And so tell us a little bit about how you came up with the name Billionaire PA, just to create some context and... How you got into this whole inspiring others and speaking and coaching? I know you just showed me then that you're writing books, not a book, but books, because you've got so much wisdom, you're, you're ready to uh, pour into the world. So how did this begin for you? Where'd the name start and, and how did this begin? Well, the, the actual meaning behind billionaire means to ins- infect over one billion people with success, motivation, and wealth. Mm-hmm. And encourage them to speak their dreams into existence and develop a, what I call a wealthy way of thinking. Uh, the PA in the name stands for production assistant. The PA stand, um, production assistant uh, coincides with a quote that I wrote that says, a job title does not justify your success. So be careful how you treat people. So I do have two dreams and I don't shy away from any of them. I don't, um, my dream is to become a billionaire, but it is also to help billions of people too. You know, and it takes resources to do that, you know, and I'm not going to act like it doesn't. So, you know, I've been broke my majority of my life and I think that it's okay to be wealthy as well, you know, and it doesn't just mean just money wise. You know, I'm just one of those people that I found I found in my life that there there is 24 hours in a day and I don't want to sit on anybody's job for six to eight hours and dedicate my life to helping someone else's dream 
go home and live with my family for four hours, go to sleep for eight hours and repeat that cycle for four, for four or five days. So anybody that tells yeah. me it's just about making money, it's like the same people that say money isn't everything is the exact same people that if you ask them to come to your job and work 40 hours for free, they would tell you no. <laughs> so I, I love that. My, my point of my purpose of saying that is I like making money. I like helping people. I just found a way to do it 24 hours with something I love to do, which is helping people. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Man. That's absolutely awesome. The world needs more people like you. And that's, that's cool how you break that down. You did the hours because I remember, you know, when I left my nine to five job, my pain point was that I was driving. I did the math and it was like an hour to work, an hour back in traffic. So that's two hours a day, 10 hours a week, 40 hours a month, 400 something hours a year. I was wasting my life. And that was just in traffic. That wasn't even considering working for somebody else. So it's, it's cool to shift the perspective and create that pain point. So you just don't go back. You're not going back. You're burning the boats. You're going forward. You're going up. Absolutely, absolutely, man. I mean, I'm. It's a very joyful feeling, man. You know, we don't. I don't think entrepreneurs. Well, I speak for myself. I don't work for money. I work for freedom, and it feels good. Like you know, even yes. scheduling this interview at eleven. It's like I didn't have to ask someone, "Can I step away for ten minutes?" I didn't have to ask someone, "Can I step away for lunch early or something like that?" I don't want to live like that, and that's not what I was created to do. You know, I understand every everyone on this earth was not created to be an entrepreneur, but everyone on this earth was created to have some type of freedom. And so I'm not going to yeah. be a slave to anything my entire life. And that's what I mean when I say I have a wealthy mind. Like I've never been to Australia physically, which is where I think you're from, right? Yeah, from Australia. Yeah, yep. so I've never been to Australia physically, but it doesn't <laughs> defeat my mind from um, traveling there mentally. And so that's what I mean when I say I have a wealthy mind. If you allow your mind to go places that you, your body has never physically been, then that is what a wealthy mind is. Because if your mind can see yourself being in Australia, your body will physically follow it one day. Wow. That's a wild thought. Nothing is more real than thought, right? Absolutely. You can take yourself there. And that's where it all begins. Thoughts, behaviors, action, results. So uh, what do you do to really carry more positive thoughts in your life? Man, I get on interviews like addicted to success. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. What, what was the question again? <laughs> what do you do to carry more positive thoughts? Because you seem like a very conscious dude. You know, you seem like you're, you, you catch your thoughts. You're, you know, words to you are very important. Um, I saw your TED talk and you went all in on that. That was amazing, by the way. You brought so much energy. You went really risky with it too. You did things a lot of other TED speakers don't do, like uh, plugging, you know, your channel and getting people to shout you out. And and you also came in with so much energy. You pulled people from the stage, uh, from the audience onto the stage. And I think that was really awesome. So, yeah, with with you, man, you seem like not just your average thinker, not your normal everyday thinker. What do you do to get yourself in a place where you're creative and where you're staying optimistic and you're just staying in that, you know, the field of just big dreams? I mean, when, when, you, when you are creative, a creative to me, you know, and I keep saying I speak for myself because I can't speak for everyone, but I am a creative person that lives inside of my head. And the, the, the thing about, I feel about creative people is their thought process is so over the top and they're so like close to being um, like geniuses that a thought too wrong or a thought one millisecond to the left could be very destructive. 
because the same energy that I'm putting on positive energy would be the same energy that I would put on negativity, like to be apt, like, like, for example, I don't want to be, uh, 50,000, 60,000, $70,000 a year. You know, my dream is either we're going to be billionaires or we're going to be dead broke, period. There is no in between. And, um, to answer your question, um, that's that's what I do, you know. Um, I live. I basically live inside of my head. And like, for example, when I did the the TED Talk speech, um, I was I did a lot of things that I wasn't supposed to do, that a lot of people don't know about that they might not see. You ever seen anybody bring anybody up at a TED Talk speech? No. <laughs> you know, um, that's what that's called going with your heart, going what you stand for. If you stand for people, why am I up here talking? I think yeah. people should be talking. I yeah. should be listening to them. Why do we call ourselves motivational speakers, but we never listen to the people? You know, how, how do we tell ourselves that kids are the future, but we tell them to shut up and be quiet? No, I think they should talk. I think all children should lead the forefront of all, of all movements, the millennium generation, because they're the ones that created Facebook. They're the one that created Instagram. And I'm sure these people, somebody told them to be quiet. And I say that because now you can call Australia on FaceTime for absolutely free. Whereas used to, it would cost you a two, $300 phone bill every month, you know, about 50. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. even this thing called Skype right here. And so I sit and I listen to these young leaders and we put, a, put together a plan of execution. And that's why my dream is to help 1 billion people. And that was for me to remove um, myself from being racist. So, um, I don't know if there are, you know, billions of black people in the world, but I didn't just want to focus on helping my culture. Yeah. Yep. No, that's it, man. It's the, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, we're all people. That's it. We're human beings. It doesn't matter what race, creed, age, sex you are. It's, we're human beings. So I know yesterday when, uh, when I reached out to you, you said that you were with like 50 kids at that point in time. And I know that you do work with a lot of uh, youth. So tell me, man, what do you think are the biggest What's the biggest lesson or some of the biggest lessons you've learned from working with kids? Because they're the future. The biggest lesson I learned is learn to talk with your ears and listen with your mouth. <laughs> if, right. if people don't get that, that means they talk too much. Yeah, yeah. You got to listen to them. Uh-huh. And then you got to stop talking and put actions behind the words that you speak. Yes. It's like when I... When, when I had a group of kids that were going to college and, um, you know, I'm, pr I'm pretty straightforward. I told a group of kids that, you know, I didn't respect the fact that they were going to college. And they was like, that's, that's wrong coming from, coming from you. I said, no, I don't respect anybody that go to college. I respect people who go to college and graduate. Because okay. people who go to college for 10 years and still talking about they just in the progress of, of getting a degree or all, all that stuff is just talk, man. I don't respect anything that I say. I, I respect everything that I say with actions behind it, though. Yeah. So it's not that I'm just, I don't respect anything that anybody says, but if you can act, but no one on the face of this earth can argue with a result. There's nothing more powerful than taking a dream and writing it down, and then two weeks later showing that, bam, here it is. It gives those words a lot of value. Those words don't, to me, they don't hold any value until you can show me the execution of what you actually spoke. And that's just asking, in, in this world that we're living in right now, it's so hard and so difficult. You got people crying because you're asking them to keep their word. Hmm. They say they're going to do something and they don't do it. And then they upset with you because they said they was going to do it and they didn't do it. It's like, 
I don't even want to have conversations with them people, man. I got two dreams, bro, to help a billion people and to become a billionaire. And I put it out there because I'm not afraid. I put all my dreams out there and I tell people we're going we're gonna to do it. And it's, it doesn't matter what people have to say about you. Um, I live a very transparent life, you know, in order to, you know, in order for people to look at my story and hope that it will inspire them. Because a lot of people wake up every single day and put on these beautiful masks and they don't truly live who they are because they want to be accepted. I never started wealthy, wealthy minds to be liked by anybody. I'm already liked by the God that I worship. So I didn't start this company to have a bunch of friends. You know, I, I grew up selling drugs and in that industry you couldn't have any friends and you had to watch your back. So I'm still watching my back doing this positive message because everyone that tells you they stand for something positive, they will not stand on the forefront with you when it comes time to bring change to this world. Yeah, yeah. And that's so funny. I remember uh, the Batman movie was playing recently and Bane, the, the evil character, and he said something like, nobody loved me until I put my mask on. <laughs> and it just shows you it's the opposite of what you just said where it's like you're not, you're not wanting people to love you. It's like, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you're coming out truly as you. And that's what the world needs, man. They need people to be transparent. They need that authenticity. They need real. They're like sick of the fake. The fake doesn't cut it anymore. I mean, you got, man, look at it. Like I said on the inside quest, bro, you got people in this new millennium generation that wakes up and focus. They, they, these people, this is what my friends told me. Just digest this. They told me that money was not everything because I named myself billionaire. Instead of asking a question of why did I do that, they just prejudged me and said, you know, money isn't everything. But these same exact friends went to these social sites called Instagram and work so hard to get 100,000 followers, 200,000 followers, 300,000 followers. And that's why I wrote that quote. If you got less money in the bank than you got Instagram followers, then you need to get you a new group of friends. <laughs> it's just true. I'm not going to yeah. know 30,000 people and not have $30,000 in the bank. People just yeah. need to learn how to use their resources and stop being, you know, I wrote a quote that says, do not let your ego keep you broke. If I know 30,000 people and you follow me, I'm asking you for a dollar and I'm not afraid to ask you for it. I'm asking you to buy my book. I'm not afraid to. That's what I wrote the book. I didn't write the book to read it to myself. I know yeah. what's in it. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be the person when people say, oh, is it all about you and all about wealthy minds? Yes, it is. I don't work for nobody else. I just work, I'm just concerned with what I'm doing at Wealthy Minds. And I'm not going to let someone tell me that what I'm doing holds no value. It's like because when I, when I was broke and when I slept in my truck, the same people that's asking, was it about me, never picked up the phone to call me and ask, could they help me get out that truck? So it was yeah. all about me when I was homeless. It was all about me and my mama when she was in that, in, when she was told she couldn't walk again. It was all about me and my dad when he was in that coma. So it's going to be all about us when we get this wealth. Yeah, yeah. Self-reliance, right? I love how you brought up that uh, uh, that advice that you had around followers and the money. You know, it's interesting. I was at a uh, Ty Lopez had a big pool party a couple of days back. What's oh, that? Lopez, Ty Lopez. Ty Lopez, yeah, yeah, out in Beverly Hills, and um, it was interesting because it was an influencer party, which means you had to have over a hundred thousand followers to go. And it was interesting because you know you, some people had built it and they have businesses, they have products, and so on, and that was cool. Um, I remember being introduced to somebody, someone that knew about me, and I asked him, you know, so what do you do with yourself? And he said, oh, you know, I just run this business, this this little like bit. And I'm like, dude, just? 
What do you mean just? I said, you run a business. You had the balls. You had the courage to start your own business. You went left when everybody else went right. Own that, right? And he's like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, another guy was like, you know, oh, you know, I only have 15,000 followers. I don't have as many followers as you. I'm like, what does that even mean? (laughs) I said, if they're not engaging with you, if they're not getting value from you, they don't mean diddly squat. Like, absolutely not. Like, it just, there's no value in that. And you get a lot of these uh, chicks that do the booty shots and, and the, you know, all that. And it's like, that's a ga- that's a losing game because at the end of the day, what happens when another hot chick comes along and does the same thing? She'll rack up a million followers and that person will rack up a million followers and it just like dilutes. It just gets watered out. So, yeah, I think we're really, um, in this culture, we're getting really uh, obsessed with significance and validation and it really needs to stop. It's like, <laughs> you know? I wrote this new quote. I just wrote it while we was, I didn't write it yet. I'm finna, I'm, I just thought about it. <laughs> when you um, first, y'all should have invited me to that to that that pool party because I like to swim. <laughs> and two, I think if Instagram shut down today, a lot of people would commit uh, social media suicide. Oh yeah, they would. That would be stressing out would, of their minds. Uh huh. Because they, they they need to wake up to them hundred likes and them two thousand likes. Man, most of the people that like them pictures ain't even their real friends. So that's why I don't get into that. I just, all I know is how many people that, when they say, forget the followers, man. My dream is I need to sell nine. If I got 10,000 followers, my dream is sell 10,000 books. Yeah. That's what I'm focused on. Yeah, you want people to invest in what you've got to teach, man. And then you want them to go out and take the action, for sure. So what? I know you've got your book in front of you right there. I know that you showed me you were going through some editing. So could you share with us just something that you've got in front of you right there, an exclusive? Man, I give you something. I ain't never gave nobody this right here, man. I give, I give, I give you something. Give me a minute to pull it up. All right. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a unique book, man. That I decided to, uh, that I decided to create. I created a hundred percent purple suede hardback book. It's a custom book. I got wow. a wealthy edition, which is $99.63, and I created a rich edition, which is $63.36. The 99 represents the number of times I failed in life, and I never gave up once. And the, um, the 63 represents the number of days that I slept in the back of my truck, and the 36 represents the number of months that I was actually homeless. Wow. So in this first book, I feature 63 of the 5,000 quotes that I created. 63, as I mentioned, represents the number of days I slept in my truck. Um, every book, this book is, the name of it is My Mind is Wealthy. Psychologically training people to tell their self that their minds is wealthy. Yes. And so the concept behind the book is teaching people how to develop a wealthy mind and speak their dreams into existence. And so it would take me 79 books to write 5,000, to finish writing all 5,000 of my quotes. So as you can see, this is the first one. and I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> layout of the actual book. I don't yeah. know if you, can, if you can see that on the computer, but this is what the world is about to get, man. Every quote, can you see this? Uh, yes, I can see it, yeah. The listeners on the audio podcast won't be able to see it. There you go, right there. Well, yeah, I see. Yeah, wow. So I give, wild. You, I give you the quote. Um, for example, I give you the quote, I don't look for jobs, I create them. Then I give you the inspiration behind how I created that quote. Uh, 152 companies rejected me and I couldn't get a job. Then I give you the plan of execution as the reader. Never put your dreams in another person's hand because they'll never love your dream like you. That's it in a nutshell. 
Um, it yeah, goes yeah. a little bit deeper than that. And then, as you can see, every pit, every quote has a picture that is associated with the quote. So um, it's a full color book, and it's just something that I felt in my heart that um, you know, with my first book, honestly, man, I was like, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna either tremendously succeed or I wanna fail. I don't want a twenty dollar book, man. I don't want no thirty dollar book. It's like, man, I want my book to be a hundred dollars, ninety nine dollars. <laughs> Because in my mind, in my heart, a lot of my friends who write books, you know, I would go, you know, support and I would buy their books to support them. And I'm just speaking for myself. But I never took the time to honestly read the book because of all the things that I had going on in my in my career. But yes, I'll support it. I'll buy it. And my point is, a lot of people do that. If you if you call some of the people who you wrote your book for and they purchased your book and you call them a year from now and say, hey, what do you think about my book? I don't know. I, maybe out of 10 people, maybe four or five of them didn't even read the book, but they just wanted to support you. Well, I didn't write a book for your support. I wrote a book for you to actually read the book. So a lot of people will not value anything unless it costs them something. So in my way of thinking is if I sell a hundred dollar book, I don't know anybody that would invest a hundred dollars and not read it. At least I wouldn't buy your book for a hundred dollars. If I bought your book for a hundred dollars, I'm gonna read it backwards and forwards two times. <laughs> and it wasn't about the money, it was about I wanted people to take the knowledge in the book and actually use it and actually read it. And so that was my guarantee uh, or my strategic approach of, hey man, let's put a hundred dollar book out there and the people that buy it, I think they'll read it. And the people that don't, they don't need it anyway. They don't, yeah. they don't have no wealthy minds because these same people go out and they buy these $1,000 phones. These same people go out and they buy these $300 Jordans. And I got a book over here to help you develop a wealthy mind and teach you how to make an iPhone. Yeah, and to buy a thousand Jordans <laughs> or, exactly. or a million so Jordans. Like, look, that's, that's how I feel. So I'm like, if, you know, not knocking those those people that created those entities but i feel like if they can put that type of worth on their book hey i think i can come yeah. out with a book and put a thousand dollars on it <laughs> that's, yeah. that's gonna be my dream one day yep no and that in itself shows that you're living with a wealthy mindset so you're the you're a great example of what you preach man so thank you thanks for sharing that so billionaire pa let's get into the real and raw section of the podcast right now okay i'm gonna ask you a couple questions and the first question is, you know, if you could ask yourself one powerful question, what would that question be? If you only had one question you could ask yourself to really activate your thoughts in your mind, what would it be? Um, that question would probably be, why does the, why does the um, entire world have a problem loving everybody as one race? Mm -hmm. What would come up for you? What would come up for me? Yeah, as an answer, what would come up for you? Man, I don't even think I got the answer for that. I would, I would like to sound intelligent, <laughs> but you know, it's okay to uh, not know everything too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, that's a question for. Um, I think that is a great question for it's valid, very valid for, for for a race that um has a problem loving people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> whichever that race, whichever race feels that that may offend them, maybe they should answer that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the people who give love, I'm sure it won't offend them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it takes just as much effort to come from a place of love than it does from hate, and love's more powerful. So, 
confuses it confuses me as to why people don't. <laughs> Man, I mean, look, bro, we we in 2016. We've been fighting for 2,000 years. We don't did war. We don't been in how many World War One, World War Two, World War Three, Civil War. Every war you can imagine: Chinese war, Japanese war, European war, every war, Hitler war. At what point do you realize fighting had never solved anything? Uh huh. Like you've tried it. Just like just try love one time, just one day. <laughs> Just let racism go one day. Just can we get through one day out of a year? Can you just like not like your big car so much and love a human more? Just for one day. Just try that one time out of a year. Yes. Like, but it, people act like it's like even in Los Angeles, man. Have you ever pulled up like at a red light, and as soon as the light turned green, the person blowing at you, and they really yeah. take your life. Because you didn't take off right when the light turned green. Oh, yeah. You hear just, it all the time. Just to hurry up and get to the next traffic light that's 10 feet ahead. That's red. <laughs> and, I, and I love those people because I, I have the type of pride to pull up beside them and just say, like, where, where did you go? Like, you got 10 feet ahead to another stop sign. Yeah. They, they lost themselves in the cycle of life, in the man-made things that we've created that stresses us out, and they forget what we're really here for. Yeah, and so my, my point of why I told that story was um, a lot of people don't know how to give love because they don't even know how to, they don't know how to love themselves. And a lot of people don't know how to give love because they're so self-centered and just focused on what me, 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 me can get. Mm. Instead of how built how I learned to help people was to sit in the mirror and and teach myself that I love myself, I'm happy with myself. Man, the first quote I wrote was I speak dreams into existence. I speak dreams into existence. That I yeah. that I wrote that quote before I wrote speak your dreams into existence. Before I could encourage you or do your interview, I had to do the interview with Billionaire first. Billionaire had to interview who my name used to be. I had to have an interview with that person. So when I introduce myself to you, I know who I am as a person. And so that's what I think um in regards to, to the answer to love is. I don't know the whole answer, but I just want to see the world come together, man. You know, I think um, people might think I'm crazy. I think we should go on those check boxes, the thing that say black, white, and Asian. They should just take the whole thing off the thing. <laughs> it should just say human. People. It should just say, I don't even want to see it no more. <laughs> I, what I love it. it make? Yeah. yeah, 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 that's it, man. Just human. Tick the human box. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I agree with the whole self-love thing. Like, you can't pour an empty cup. If it's empty, there's nothing there. What are you going to give if you got nothing there? You only get the love that you give out, that you put out, you know? So, yep, amen to that. Uh, the, the, the other real and raw question I want to ask you is, you know, we, we know where you are right now. You shared that before. Where would you, Where do you want to be? And why do you feel like you're not there yet? What's holding you back from getting to where you want to be? Uh, sometimes I be too stubborn. That's why I ain't where I want to be. Where I'm on it. Let's go back. You said want. I know where I'm going to be. I don't use the word want. Okay, good. At all. But I know where I'm going to be. But um, it's a process in running a business. And I said on Inside Quest that, you know, sometimes failure, it takes failure to introduce you to success. For sure. Yeah. And so sometimes you have to continuously learn yourself every day, become a better mm -hmm. person, learn how to manage people, you know, 
learn how to run your business, figuring things out. I mean, it takes time to run a business, man. You know, they say they said um, that when you have a baby, they say typically the baby will start walking at around one year old when the baby's one. But if your baby took two years, if you had a baby and it took two years for your baby to walk, would you give up on your child and say, let me just put this baby back in the womb and I don't want it no more? Well, that's the same way I look at it as a business, bro. It took Facebook seven, eight years to blow up. It takes time, man. I've only yeah. been in business since 2007. And, you know, you can't, you can't just wake up and want to be a billionaire overnight. But as long as I can wake up and I can look and see I built the brick today, I built the brick to tomorrow. Yes, I owe $5,000 in taxes, but I'm working, to get that, I'm working to get that covered and stuff like that. The fact that you are able to get that covered, a lot of people can't get that covered. Yeah. People can't admit that, you know what I'm saying, they sleep on air mattresses and stuff like that in order to dedicate their life to help people. Me personally, I don't care because the stuff that I talk about is the stuff people go through that they not man or woman to stand up and talk about. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't bother me. And so, you know, where I'm going to be is I'm already in my head. Like when somebody say, do you think you're going to be a billionaire? I was like, that's got to be the um, not not. I'm not saying this to you, but somebody did ask me that. No offense to him. But I said, that's got to be the dumbest question you could ever ask me. You think I really changed my name for nothing? <laughs> like, yeah, really, yeah. you think I really just changed the name just to play with it? Like, if you thought that I was just playing, you shouldn't even have a fake person on your show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious, man. I am a billionaire already, man. Wealthy-minded people live in their head, meaning in their mind, I'm already everything that people are asking me, am I going to be? I'm already that. I'm already going to be like, I'm already going to have the material stuff is, that's easy stuff to get. I'm not concerned about that. The hard part of what I like to do is really just bring cultures together, help people, see people living their dreams, executing it, teaching people the value of relationships. And that's why, you know, I wrote these quotes like, it's okay for your pockets to be broke. Just make sure your mind makes sense. That's why wow. I put these quotes yeah. like, never spend your present time with a person that you don't have a future with. Because it's about wow. understanding the value of relationship. Money is a promissory note that acquires debt. Knowledge is a promissory note that acquires power. Uh -huh. A lot of people don't understand what that means. When you acquire a dollar, you acquire debt. When I acquired this relationship, it was an asset that addicted to success. You know, I didn't acquire any debt by doing this interview. I, 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 I receive enlightenment. I receive, you know, being uplifted. You, you know what I mean? But if you gave me some money, technically I owe the government, you know, some taxes. But I didn't owe, but, you know, my point of saying that is money doesn't make money. People do. But people tend to worship money more than they worship a person. I don't worship money because it can't do nothing to me. The only money I will ever worship is the day that the government put this face on the money. That's when it'll be mine. <laughs> and even then, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I, I believe that. I believe that, man. You know what's crazy? I, I can look back at, you know, how I built Addicted to Success. We're at nearly 100 million views worldwide, which is awesome and everything. But, uh, you know, when I look at not even the money that has come through and the lives that are being changed, but the network that has expanded because of it and even other people that I know in my network that I've introduced to others, I just feel like everyone around me is just lifting and everyone's rising up. Like everyone's playing at such a higher level. And, you know, I can travel anywhere, pretty much anywhere in the world. Uh, most of Western countries, even Asian countries, and I've got a place to stay or people to hang out with. And, you know, I can afford to stay somewhere else, but I want to go and hang with them. And they offer me because I I've made relationships more important than money itself. 
Exactly. And it's a good feeling. You know, a lot of people, you know, man, you can't, that's, that's, that's information of what you just shared. There's so much information that a lot of people can't even digest knowing a person in another country like that. Yeah. So to be able to go to, you know, uh, New Zealand and call somebody and they're like, oh my God, where am I going to stay? How am I going to get there? You know, mm. some people can't fathom that information, man. They, you know, that, and that shows you that people are not using the social sites for the magnitude of what they were created to 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 be used for like you yeah. actually do you know this like i'll give you an example you can actually put in hashtag new zealand and yeah. find some people that think like you send them you can add them become friends with them have them follow you and one month later be in new zealand having an amazing time <laughs> <laughs> it's not that difficult man. yeah 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 you people know, are just living easy. in limits but, you know what i'm saying hey it, i've done it man i just sold a book to a lady in new zealand now, as soon as I finish this book, I'm going to New Zealand to do a book called The Face of Dreamers, and she's going to be featured in the book. Wow. There you go. There you go. It's about being resourceful, isn't it? Absolutely. It's having the skill of resourcefulness. A lot of people aren't resourceful. They don't think outside the box because they're so used to thinking in, in a limited way because they're just going by the normal protocol of life. They go to school, you know, find someone, get married, have kids, buy a house, you know, like that. I mean- what and then retire at like 60 70 years old and then start living and then you you know you might be unhealthy and you, you got like i don't know arthritis or whatever you got all these other things going on you're getting too old to go and enjoy it so um yes be resourceful and tap into the world it's not just where you live it's it's you got the world at your fingertips now okay absolutely all right man well we're just about to wrap up the interview thanks so much for your time man i appreciate you uh, we always end this interview with one last question, but before we get into that, where can we reach out to you at? Like, where's it? What are your channels? How can we? How can we hit you up? Where are your videos at? Man, you can um, lead with me at Billionaire PA. We got enough followers in the world, so we're looking for more leaders. You can lead uh-huh. me at Billionaire PA on Instagram and Twitter, and my my website is WealthyMindsOnline.com backslash shop if you want to support. Buy anything. Buy everything. Get motivated. If you go to the website, it will infect you with motivation. <laughs> there you go. Bokeyline.com right. backslash S-H-O-P. And you can go on Instagram at Billionaire PA and just put hashtag addicted, the number two, success. And let me know you listen to this video right here. And uh, appreciate you, man. I see all your, your, your vision in the back, happiness and compassion and all that good stuff and purpose and passion and relationship. You know, There's I see a lot going on, man. You know, <laughs> coming in June the eighth. Uh, <laughs> inspired, you know. That's what it, you. you it's can top find secret, it. man. Don't, don't be reading all that. Okay, I'm playing, man. Dude, we we got this one last question for you, just before you bounce out. I know you've got a, a productive day ahead, and so do I. So the last question is: If you were to deliver your last thirty second speech to the world, what would that last thirty seconds sound like? Your parting advice, your parting wisdom. My my last thirty second speech. What would it sound like? Man, that's a really good question. I would hope I would have an hour to prep for it before I gave them my last thirty minutes, though. <laughs> on the spot's always the best, dude. I had Tony Robbins on here, and he was like, "Um, uh, let me uh." He like took you know ten twenty, and he's like, "All right, I got it," and it was powerful, but. 
yeah, dude, just whatever comes off the top of your head, the 30 seconds of like what's really important that the world should know just before you part. I mean, I'm a, I'm a honestly, man, I would, I would never change my, my, my message never changes unless the people change because I truly believe in uniting people. And I think that, uh, the, that the young generation should learn the value of their mindsets mm-hmm. in order to speak their dreams into existence because this mind sends the power to your tongue to actually manifest anything that you want into existence and not to be afraid to put what you want into existence in the universe and knowing that what you put in the universe there might be someone out there that agrees with what you like like you wouldn't have interviewed me if it wasn't for my mind and me speaking it into existence that attracted you so here's a living proof that it actually works so that's what i would encourage people to do in order to develop a wealthy mind so i just stick to my mission statement of speaking it into existence that would be my last 30 second speech period i'm not gonna change it (laughs) (laughs) love it thanks so much man